Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. Hi, what's up, y'all? My name is Dominic Insinius. I'm the leader uh, here at The Heart, and I'm really grateful for y'all to be here this morning, I uh, before we get started into the message or, or, or anything else, I want to share with you that um, we are uh, almost on, I guess we're about four or five months away from being six years old, the heart being six years old. And um, every now and then, you know, Facebook will, you know, give you like the little time hop and show you photos from four years ago, five years ago. And a few of those came up this past week um, on uh, on you know, when we were meeting at Crockett Elementary School, is anybody old enough to remember us meeting at Crockett Elementary? Okay, a few of us. Um, and it just made me, it made me think of, you know, we were such idealists, you know, when we started. We're like, we're, we're going to have a church where everyone can just be who they are. A lot of us had, uh, who were kind of helping launch the church had, had gone to churches as, as kids and had felt kind of like, shoehorned into you have to act this way you have to talk this way and even if you don't act and talk that way at least do that at church and then you can be whoever else you are outside of church and a lot of us were kind of scarred from growing up in church and it was like well this is a great idea how about all of us who are really hurt by church we start a church um doesn't sound toxic at all but we knew that we wanted to have a place where we could feel comfortable being who we are, and we wanted to have a place where when people came in, no matter where they were on their journey of faith, whether it was they've been, you know, Christian for as long as they can remember, or uh, they're just trying it out, or they're not sure about it, and they're kind of searching, or if they have no faith at all, and they came because somebody invited them to, no matter where you were, that it was perfectly okay to be right where you are on that journey of faith. I think sometimes when it comes to church, the invitation can be, you are welcome, everyone is welcome, and now that you're here, we'd really like to fix some of your problems, right? Now that you're here, we'd really like to address your sinful life and how God, that God loves you, but he'll love you even just a little bit more if you can get your act together. And we were just so strongly opposed to that, that every week, every meeting, Every event, we have our, our leadership team, we would remind each other, we are going to be the kind of community that welcomes whoever, whenever, all the time. And that sounds easy, but it's not. It takes so much intention to be constantly and consistently welcoming. And, and here's what I mean by that. I don't mean it's a lot of work to have you here. <laughs> you guys are a lot of work, some of you. Uh, that's not what I mean. What I mean is this, is if we're not careful us in general, people in general, the human condition, human nature, is it's easy for us to welcome and like and be around people who are like us. People who like the same things as us. If you're a Spurs fan, oh, we're going to get along great. If you're not a Spurs fan, I don't know. I don't, do you like LeBron at least? Don't get mad started. Right? It's easy, it's easy for us to like people who like the same things we do. It's when people don't like the same things we do. When people don't think the way that we do. When people don't have a lifestyle like ours. So people don't like the same movies that we do, whatever it is. And we think that's where it takes intentionality to say, no, you're welcome just the same way I is, I'm welcome. You're welcome because your life is a mess and my life is a mess. And that's what makes this community work. Is we're all willing to be in the mess together. 
So that was a really long way of saying, I'm so grateful that you're here today and that we're able to do this together. We're uh, in, uh, in a message series that we started last week called Shoulda, Coulda, Woulda. And you might say woulda, coulda, shoulda, or coulda, shoulda, woulda, or you might never say this at all, and that just sounds like gibberish to you. But let me tell you what it means to me, not to you. Shoulda, coulda, woulda is something that my mom used to say when we were growing up. There was something that you wish you could have done or wish you would have done or something that you should have done every now and then. My mom, she would say, well, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Move on. And last week we talked about why you shouldn't say should. That's the only time that you can use the word should. You shouldn't say should. We talked about how, 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 how should can be a bad word in our life. And if you, if you missed it or if it's your first time here today, I really want to encourage you to go check out uh, the podcast. It's easy to find anywhere you listen to podcasts or uh, our, our YouTube channel, just the heart, SMTX. You can re-listen to that message. We dug into why should is not a good word for our health, for our growth. It traps us into an obligation. An obligation is the opposite of choice, and we talk a lot about choice at the heart because choice is what makes everything matter. Choice is what drove Jesus to do what he did. He didn't have to do it. He chose to do it. That's what made the act so powerful. You might be obligated to go to your family's house for Thanksgiving, but you get to choose whether you have a good time there or not. Choice is what empowers us to do what we want. It's what makes our actions matter when we choose. And so today, I want to talk about a little bit of our past, a little bit of your past. I'm the kind of person, well, first of all, before we talk about me, because the next 20 minutes or so is just going to be the Dom show, so get ready. Before we talk about me, who, who of you out there, and I know there's at least one hand that's going to go up, who of you out there, when you miss an opportunity... It doesn't bother you, and you just go, let it go, and move on. Anybody like that? Okay, there's one. Okay. There's a good friend of mine. His name is Robert, and he has this move. It's a, it, this is a, and this is not a joke. I mean, I mean I'm going to playfully make fun of him for a second, but I wish I had this energy. This is Robert's energy when something that could have happened is missed, and he didn't get to do it. He'll just do this. That's what he'll do. Even his license plate starts with PSH. <laughs> That's true. <sighs> I wish I could do that. I am not the kind of person that when I miss an opportunity, I just go, <sighs> not at all. I obsess over it. Who are those people? You miss an opportunity, like, oh, okay, whoa, well, we got some issues. I obsess over it. I'm like, oh, you know what I could have done? Uh, I should have said this. Next, okay, uh, I could have done that. There's a friend of ours, he always talks about investing. He did some investment in cryptocurrency earlier this year, and, you know, he invested like $3, and now he's got, you know, 80 grand or something like that. And he, he was telling us this months ago, and I still haven't invested. I still haven't followed his advice. I could have. If, if, I, if I go back a couple of months and I put, you know, $3 in, I could be a millionaire right now. That's how cryptocurrency is going. I don't even know what cryptocurrency is. You don't need to know. But I could have. So much of my life, and, and I know that sometimes when I talk about how I deal with life, I know it's not the exact same way you do. But so much of my life, I think about what I could have done. 
things I could have said differently, actions I could have taken that would have led to something maybe a little bit better or something that I wanted. We could, we, we could have done that differently, especially now towards the end of the year. We're coming up, obviously, mid-November and December, and we're kind of thinking about all the things that we could have done this year, opportunities that we have missed this year. You missed an opportunity to say something, to do something, to apply for that job. You could have applied for that job. You could have updated your resume, but you didn't. And if we're not careful, what we get stuck in is we get stuck in the what could have been. What could have been if we would have done that? What could have been if we'd have made that different decision? What could have been if we hadn't missed that opportunity? And I I have to say that when it comes to missed opportunities, I don't know how you grew up or what what your uh, religious or spiritual background is, but there is something that I was constantly told, or at least maybe not told this, but I kind of picked it up from the, the church people that I was around. See, I started going to a, a Christian church. I grew up in Catholic church, and I think it's so funny that when people are like, are you Catholic or are you Christian? I'm like, man, they're the same thing. Uh, uh, but they're not, you know what I mean? So I grew up going to Catholic church, but that was more of like an attendance thing, at least for me. I wasn't really paying attention you know, I knew that when, you know, did anybody grow up Catholic? You know, like when the priest would give his homily, his like eight minute talk, I'm like, okay, we're almost out of here. <laughs> no offense to Father Dolan was his name. The father, Padre. It was different when I started going to a Christian church, kind of like this, and it was, you know, you know, music at the beginning, and no one as good as Birdie. You know, Birdie's amazing, and the band is great. Hold for applause. Okay, got it. And I started listening to, you know, someone, you know, preach for 30 minutes. That was different. And so I started going to churches like this. And I would hear this, like, kind of idea of, okay, finish this sentence for me if you've heard it before. Anytime God closes a door, he opens a window. Does he, though? (laughs) Have you ever heard in every every, every gray cloud there's what? Anybody? Silver lining. We have this idea that no matter what bad thing happens, no matter what frustration comes our way, no matter what missed opportunity we have, don't worry because God has something better for you. Someone would tell me that. I would, I would obsess about some missed opportunity. That's kind of the story of my life. Obsess about some missed opportunity and someone inevitably would tell me that's because God has something better planned for you. And, and I, I don't want to bring you down. I love to be able to encourage you on Sundays, but I just want to tell you sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes you really miss that opportunity, man. You blew it. But that's okay. It's okay. In fact, we did a, we did a series, uh, was it this past summer or last year? <laughs> it's been a time warp, the last couple of years. Spiritual Bypass. Was anybody here for a spiritual bypass series? Okay, so we did a, a, a and you can find this on the podcast as well and on, uh, on YouTube. We did a series called Spiritual Bypass where we talked about this idea of the things that we say, these spiritual sayings that we have that allow us to bypass our real emotions that we have and that we experience. So if we say, Every time God closes a door, he opens a window, 
We are using our, spiritual, our spirituality, our religion, our faith. We're using our faith to bypass a real emotion, to bypass the, 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 the struggle, the loss, the grief that comes with a missed opportunity. Because we bypass it and say, but, but God won't ever let anything bad happen to one of his followers, right? God wouldn't ever let anything that bad happen to us every time that he closed this door on this, so I'm going to wait for the open window. Now, I'm not saying you can't have a, a good attitude and have good perspective and, and, and you can look for growth. Of course you can. You can grow from any situation, but growing from a situation is a choice, you choose to grow from a situation that happens to you, or you choose not to. I've had plenty of things happen to me in my life where I was able to grow from them, and I can look back at things that have happened to me in my life, things that I could have said <laughs> or could have said differently. And I'll be 20 years older, because I'm just turning 33 this year. I'll be 20 years older and I'll think, well, I didn't learn my lesson because I said that again to that same person. I didn't learn my lesson because I'm having the same issue with the same type of relationship. I could have learned something, but I didn't. But I can look back at some of those things I chose to learn from, and I'm doing better in that, but not always the best. If we're always, if we're just waiting, okay, if we're just waiting for God to show us the silver lining, then we miss the opportunity of the missed opportunity. We miss the opportunity of that missed opportunity if we're saying, well, that's okay. No matter anything bad that happens, God's going to make something good happen. And I think, in my opinion, this is not, this is not in here. This is not in here. This is my opinion. Real quick. I like that I'm holding it to give you my opinion. <laughs> this, is my, this is my opinion. If we're just waiting for God, what we're setting up that relationship to look like is we blame God when something bad happens and give him credit when something good happens. And what I talked about last week, removing the, wor the word should from your vocabulary allows you to own your faith. And when you own your faith, your faith becomes active. And when your faith is active, your faith is not just waiting on God. It is actively seeking God in situations. Do you see the difference? It is not just sitting down waiting for God to show up, waiting for God to do something. You're saying, I'm going to activate my faith. I'm going to reach out to my community. I'm going to reach out to the things that God has done in my life. I'm going to remember and be grateful for what God has done in my life because my faith is going to be active, not a passive faith. And when your faith is active, a missed opportunity isn't going to be just a negative that you need to move on from. A missed opportunity is going to be something, it's going to be something that allows you to see that your faith can grow. The same way that doubt gives room for faith to grow, a missed opportunity gives room for faith to grow. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. A could have been can teach us what matters in life and in faith. A could have been can teach us what matters. If we think about what could have been, I want you just for a moment, 
Think about a could have been in your life. If you would have said this, things could have been different at work. If you would have applied for that job, you could have been living in a different city. If you hadn't messed up that relationship, you could have been married by now. If you hadn't messed up that marriage, you could have been married still uh, by now. Whatever these could have been. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to go so dark there. These are the could have beens that affect us in our life. And I know for a while, see, I was, I was married for about nine minutes, and then I got divorced. Not nine minutes, but it was short. And then I got divorced. This was young. I was, you know, 22, 23 years old. And for a long time, that could have been. I was obsessing over that could have been, and I thought, am I, am I damaged goods now? Am I not good enough? I, you know, I can read in here what the, you know, what the Bible says about divorced people. It's not good. <laughs> I don't want to spoil the whole book for you, but not a fan of divorce. And so I would walk around with this could have been. And I would let it define who I am. I would let it define who I was going to be because of what could have been, because it was back here. And I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, I couldn't, I didn't know how to let myself say or think, well, what could be now? Because I was stuck in what could have been. I want to look at a, at a verse today that kind of speaks to this idea the idea of issues, problems, frustrations, bad things happening to us in our life. And I know bad things happening in life is subjective. But I want to look at the book of Romans, and if you're not familiar with the Bible, no worries. Romans is actually a letter that was written from a man named Paul, and it was addressed to the church in Rome, okay? So he wasn't writing it to one person. There are a few books in the Bible where it's one person writing a letter to one person. This one was a letter written to a group of people, and it was meant to be read out loud, probably like a, a gathering like this. People would get together and say, okay, what did Paul say? Because what Paul would do is he would write these letters and teach people, teach people who were, who were starting to be followers of the way, starting to to believe and understand some of these things, and he would teach them about the ways of God. In this particular part of this letter, he's talking to them about what Jesus has done and how that transfers God's righteousness to them. That because of what Jesus has done, now when God looks at us, looks at people, he sees righteousness. He sees his son. He sees love. That's the power of what Jesus did. And so we're picking up right after that, right after he's talking about that. And this is verses 3 through 5. And the letter says this. Not only do we have all this hope and joy, it says, but that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence. Real, I just want to stop right there real quick. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence. If we're not careful, if I'm not careful, if you're not careful, that is an easy way to spiritually bypass problems in our life. We can say, all right, we're having some trouble, but the Bible says that we should be joyful when we have trouble. That doesn't make any sense. 
doesn't make any sense, but we grew up hearing it from people like me, from spiritual people in your life. You should be happy when you have troubles in your life. But let's not, let's not hear it as though it's a spiritual bypass. I want us to look at this and see, okay, what is Paul saying? What does he mean we're supposed to be joyful? What does he mean we're supposed to be happy when trouble comes? Watch this. Let's read it slowly, okay? We should be, even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence knowing that our pressures will develop in us patient endurance. Okay. So when we have troubles in our life, they can develop in us patient endurance. I know he says will, but, you know, they don't always, you know what I mean? Develop in us a patient endurance. Is anybody interested in being more patient in their life? Show of hands. You wish you were a little bit more patient. I wish you were too. You wish you were a little bit more patient. And of course, there's the old joke that you pray to God for more patience, but you want more patience now. God, give me patience now. See, some of us want patience but we don't want to wait to develop that patience. Okay, let's keep going. I know I'm doing this really slow, but I really want you to see kind of where Paul's going with this. And patient endurance will refine our character. So if we see that some of the pressures, some of the problems, some of the issues, some of the frustrations in our life, if we see that they can help us develop in ourselves a patient endurance, And what Paul is saying here is, as that patient endurance begins to grow, begins to develop, what that does is it helps to refine our character. I would love to have a refined character. Let's keep going, he says, and proven character leads us back to hope. Do you see how this is such a slippery slope on how this can be a spiritual bypass? Because if you come to me and you say, man, Dom, something's going on in my life. I lost my job. I didn't get into the school I wanted. I had a bad breakup. I have some car trouble. I don't have enough money to, to pay for it. Can you see how a slippery slope would be? And I could be like, it's your lucky day. <laughs> Good for you. You should have joyful confidence about that breakup, man. I know she was good for you, and I know it was your fault, but... Good things are coming your way. (laughs) No, no, no. What we're trying to say here, what we're trying to do here, what we have the opportunity for here is to allow the troubles that come to teach us and show us, to grow us and guide us. Because sometimes the only good thing to come out of a missed opportunity is the growth you choose to have from it. If you're taking notes, write that down. Sometimes the only good thing to come out of a missed opportunity is growth, and that's if you choose to grow from it. Sometimes a missed opportunity is a missed opportunity, and there's nothing you can do about it. Not one thing. But what we can do is instead of focusing on what could have been, we can focus on what could be now. If we spend our energy, don't be like Dom, if we spend our energy like Dom does on what could have been, 
How many more opportunities am I missing now, today, because all my energy is spent on what could have been? Where if I was thinking, I would have thought that. If I was thinking, I would say, okay, that could have been, but it wasn't. That could have been, but it's not. But what could be now? What could be now? Let me ask you that for your life, for your marriage, for your relationship. What could be now? Not what could have been, not what you missed. I know, I know because you're human and because this year has been a wild year. I know that your opportunities that you missed. But what could be now? Looking forward to the rest of the year, looking forward to a fresh 2022, what could be now? Maybe it's the next start, the next start, the next step of your career. What could be now? You ruined a relationship because of something you said? Well, what could be now? Maybe you can seek reconciliation. Maybe you can apologize. Ever heard of that before? <laughs> Let's try it. I'm sorry. See? What could be now? What could be now? That's what I see in this, in this verse that we looked at. That is the hope that Paul talks about. The hope that Paul talks about is, isn't, I hope God sees me. The hope that Paul talks about is a, the hope of what could be now. Let's finish up that verse real quick. This hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. That is a very poetic way of saying, in my opinion, what could be now? Now we can experience God. What could be now in your life, in my life, in this community, in this city, in your family? What could be now? Maybe all the past Thanksgivings and Christmases at your family's house have been filled with frustration, guilt, passive-aggressive talks. What could be now? I know it's not your responsibility to fix your family, to fix your life, but what could be if you chose to grow from what has happened? If we didn't live in what could have been? If we spent energy on what could be now instead of what could have been? If you could, I want you to close your eyes real quick and bow your heads. I want to give you a challenge today. I want to challenge you to focus on, spend your energy on what could be now. Maybe, maybe, you're, maybe you're already the kind of person that can move on from things easily. Maybe you're already the kind of person that can move on from a frustration or a, a, a situation that was difficult or a missed opportunity. And maybe you're somewhere in the middle. I want to challenge you to spend your energy on what could be now and not what could have been. When we allow ourselves to sit in what could be, we give our chance, we give our faith a chance to be activated. And when our faith is activated, then we seek out the opportunities 
Missed opportunities, no problem, because there's going to be more opportunities. And there's going to be more opportunities that we're going to miss. Spoiler alert. But that's okay. Life is a mess. We're a mess. But we're going to choose to be in that together. We're going to choose to activate our faith and to grow from the opportunities in our life. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for the opportunity that we have today that we take this opportunity right now to thank you, to be grateful for you, to be grateful for the opportunities in our life. And God, I want to be grateful for the missed opportunities. It's because of the missed opportunities that we're able to grow and change and adapt and adjust. So I pray that our missed opportunities that we have in our life wouldn't just pass us by. They wouldn't just be forgotten. They wouldn't just, uh, we wouldn't just look for the silver lining, that we would see those opportunities, those missed opportunities as a way to grow and activate our faith in and through you. We love you and we pray that in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at Evo Springtown. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows. Mm -hmm.